Welcome to the Lean Blog Podcast. Visit our website at www.leanblog.org. Now, here's your host, Mark Graben. Hi, this is Mark Graben from the Lean Blog. This is episode number 35 for January 28th, 2008. Our guest today is David Meyer, a former Toyota employee and co-author of the books The Toyota Way Fieldbook and Toyota Talent. We're going to be talking today about uh, the upcoming books in their Toyota series. We're also going to talk about some of the issues that companies face uh, when they have trouble sustaining lean initiatives uh, three or five years down the road. So we're going to talk about that, lean culture, um, all sorts of other good tips for your lean implementation. So I hope you enjoy this, and as always, thanks for listening. So as you mentioned in Toyota Talent, this is really the, the first in what's going to become a new series of uh, Toyota books. I was wondering if you could tell us about what's coming in the future. Sure. Well, as I, as I mentioned earlier, you know, when we finished up the field book, I think there was there were a few subjects that either we couldn't go into enough detail on or, you know, that were important enough to maybe warrant, you know, further explanation. So uh, the first being that the developing people piece, I just don't think we could devote enough time to that in the field book. Um, and and another thing that kind of spawned off of that is this idea of the culture, the the kind of human side of the system. So just working with, uh, with an organization um, right now is a group of Toyota guys that uh, for a book called Toyota Culture, which should be out shortly. I think they're targeting by the end of this year. Oh, okay. And then, uh, you know, he and I are going to collaborate again on, on a book that's called Toyota Process. And, you know, really with that, we want to take a little deeper dive into EPS. I think there's a lot of, um, you know, more superficial understanding of EPS, but not... Uh, some real depth in terms of how to create uh, a production system, and and we do want to we we do want to relate that to non-manufacturing again, you know, with healthcare and maybe some other. I uh, just did some work with higher education folks. Oh, okay. So we're you know really trying to get outside of manufacturing specific because the concepts apply in other places, but uh, you know the the frustration for us. And I think for a lot of folks is that uh, there's a lot of effort being put into the lean work. And then I hear people say, and there's a fellow on your your blog um, on one of the bulletin boards a while back, said, you know, we've been at this for five years, but it didn't work. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, unfortunately, I hear that comment too often. You know, we've, we've been doing lean for three years, five years or something, and and it's not sustaining or, you know, it's not working and that sort of thing. So uh, the big question for me is why why is that happening? What's missing in the process? And, and that's what, you know, I hope to uh, be able to get into in more detail in the process book. And then um, if we still have energy left, we're going <laughs> to do another on, on problem solving. Mm, okay. And I think, you know, in the field book, we devoted five chapters to problem solving because it's important. As I mentioned, to me, it's probably the number one skill that I learned at Toyota, most valuable overall. Mm-hmm. Um, use it for just about everything that I do within the lean process. 
And again, in the field book, we were a little bit limited on space. Um, we went quite a bit over on space and still didn't get in everything that we were supposed to. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, we kind of approached problem solving at the mid-level, what I would call the mid-level. And so we didn't really get into a lot of detail on certain things and practical problem solving. Um, I really want to get into the essence of measurements, you know, how do we collect data and use that data for problem solving. Um, we didn't really get into that mm -hmm. too much in the field book. So, um, you know, I think there's a lot of people out there struggling with that. So, again, I, the, the idea behind the books is to, is to really look at some of the uh, places where people struggle the most, I think, with the process or where there's a bigger gap in terms of um, knowledge yeah. and really try to talk about how to close that gap or how to fill that need. Yeah. And if, if you can take a couple minutes, I mean, I'd like to delve into that, that topic when you use the example of saying, well, you know, we've worked with Lean for three to five years and, um, and, and it didn't work. Um, I, I don't know if you saw the, uh, the survey that the Lean Enterprise Institute put out. No. Somewhat recently. They, they put out um, a survey, which, which I linked to on the blog, and, and there was a fair amount of discussion about, um, you know, the LEI has done um, basically the same survey every year going back a number of years now. And, you know, they ask people what are, you know, what, what are the obstacles to um, lean implementation, which you know, it, at one point it's, it's kind of coming at it from the standpoint of, you know, we're, we're implementing this method or we're implementing tools as opposed to, you know, <laughs> maybe the, the, the real question would be what are the obstacles to improving your business? But mm -hmm. you know, they're, they're asking, um, you know, fair enough, uh, what are the obstacles to implementation? And it really struck me as more of a finger-pointing exercise because the, the, mm -hmm. the most popular responses were uh, lack of employee buy-in, lack of supervisor mm -hmm. participation, lack of middle management um, leadership. And the, the one group that was missing from the survey, if, if the blame game is even worthwhile, was, uh, was top management. And as much mm -hmm. as... You know, even the folks at the LAI talk about, you know, you have to have top leadership support. Um, that, that group, you know, was, was curiously missing, um, from, from that. And, you know, it, it seemed to me not a, uh, you know, particularly helpful exercise to, to mm -hmm. look and say, well, you know, who messed up? Um, right. You know, it's kind of struck me as a, um, maybe not a particularly lean way of looking at the problem. Well, I, I agree with you, and I think that's again that's one of the the issues. I think I think the the problem is is more fundamental than than that. Uh, you know, there's there's always going to be a challenge of you know quote buy-in and and quote support and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, so you know what I've really been looking at is this this idea, this question: Well, what is what is Toyota really doing? What are they really doing. So if we look at San Antonio, for example, and we say, what are they, what are they really doing? Well, they're creating this systematic way of driving continuous improvement. And, you know, they're not, uh, they're not looking at it in the same way that other folks are. They're not looking at it from the standpoint of trying to achieve some specific target. For example, you know, they've had, quote, lean inventory levels for, for 20 years. They're, 
when I worked in plastics in Georgetown, we were one hour of work and process away from the assembly line. Mm -hmm. And so the suppliers in San Antonio are one hour of work and process away from the assembly line. The only difference is it's suppliers now, you know, external suppliers instead of internal. So they've compressed that, you know, they've compressed that value stream from three hours worth of work in process to, to one hour. Mm -hmm. But, you know, that's, in, that's insignificant in terms of improvement. But what it what it does do, right, what it really does, is it forces the folks in that situation to have to train effectively, to have to develop effective standardized work, you know, to make sure that they have a good quality process in place and and so forth. Yeah. And so, from a system standpoint, what what Toyota is doing is they're very systematically kind of squeezing that that value stream, compressing it. As you say, you, know, you can look at different analogies, surfacing the rocks or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and so I, fundamentally, you know, the, to me, the finger-pointing thing, or the, the it's, it's very easy to do, but I think at the root of it is there isn't a systematic approach to lean mm -hmm. that, that everyone can understand, and the system is what drives the need for change. And that's a, that's a key thing in my mind is that if we need upper management to drive change, for example, we're, we're always going to struggle with that issue. If we need a supervisor to drive change, we're always going to struggle with that issue. If we need operators to buy in, we're going to struggle with that issue. Right? Mm -hmm. but, if, but if the system doesn't allow for any other acceptable option, you know, like if you look at what Toyota's created there, Honestly, if they wanted to go back to mass manufacturing methods, I don't think they could. <laughs> sure. I just think that that system is so interwoven now that it, there's no option to even retreat. Yeah. Right? And, and so to me, fundamentally, that's the question, is how do we create this understanding amongst everyone about what's really driving our processes and what are the things that we need to look at and change within those processes? And how do we keep score? Mm -hmm. you know, how, the, the whole, again, that whole question of measures, the, the whole measurement system, you know, is, is intended in many cases to, to hold people accountable, you know, or responsible. Right. And there's, there's not a whole lot said about how do we inspire people through this process? How do we, how do we present people a challenge so that they understand that and, so that they're able to, you know, aspire to a higher level of success. Sure. You know, rather than just kind of pointing the finger at them and saying, hey, you guys aren't, you're not responsible <laughs> and you're not doing what you're supposed to do. Yeah. yeah. I guess that's the, the leadership challenge and, you know, and why, you know, different companies, you know, all armed with the same toolkit are, are going to have varying levels of success. And, you know, a, a pet peeve of mine is when I hear people say, you know, lean failed, and I think, well, it seems like it would be more accurate, you know, maybe if, you know, a little bit harsh to say it's not lean that's, that failed, but, you know, the, the organization failed in implementing that mm -hmm. methodology or, the, or that organization failed in mm -hmm. meeting its objectives more so than to say, you know, lean didn't work for us, right? I mean, lean's right. just a, a concept, really. It can't, can't succeed or fail on its own, right? Yeah, you know, what what's kind of funny to me though is I go into organizations and I'm, I start 
and I, I apply the problem-solving methodology from the beginning. You know, first step is define the problem or understand the current situation. So I yeah. say, okay, tell me what your business is like. Tell me what the situation is. Tell me what's going on. Tell me, tell me why you want to do lean. So, well, you know, we're, we, we want to do lean because, you know, we're going to get all these benefits. So well, how are those benefits going to tie back to your, your business need? You know, why do you want to go out and do setup reduction? And, you know, when I ask that kind of question, I get these kind of odd looks like, well, setup reduction is one of the lean things. It's, it's good, right? And, so, well, yes, but, there, you, you know, if you're going to go out there and make some kind of improvement, it has to be tied to a particular need. Otherwise, it won't, it won't stay. Right, yeah. If something's not driving the need for things, then you create a gap or a vacuum. And of course, in nature, vacuums you know can't exist, so they have to get filled back in. So what Toyota's doing is they're doing it kind of the um, from the opposite end. They're they're creating the need by by compressing their system, right? And they're sort of driving that. You really do not have an option. You know, I I kind of use the analogy and say, well. If I was at Toyota and, and, you know, all of the lines are connected ultimately and, and I had a new hire and, you know, I threw them out there on the job and they were struggling to keep up and they were having some issues and it's fairly typical in other organizations to see that. Uh, and the line stops and everybody shuts down and all 21 suppliers mm -hmm. are stopped mm -hmm. and the Toyota guys are stopped. And... Uh, Suddenly, you know, 50 people come running over there to find out what's going on, and, and I say, oh, I got a new guy. <laughs> yeah, he's a little slow, but he'll, he'll catch on before long. It, that just can't happen. Right. You know, it's just, it's, it's not even in the realm of possibility that that can exist. And so, again, uh, the challenge outside of Toyota is, is that I think most organizations outside of Toyota are not as interconnected, mm -hmm. nor will they be as interconnected. So creating that system that sort of drives the urgency or drives the need for that is, is a different challenge. Sure. So, I mean, those still, this is in the formative stage. You know, this process book especially is in the formative idea stage. I'm trying to think about um, how, how we can translate what Toyota is doing to other organizations in a way that makes sense and in a way that helps them to be successful. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I've, I've used this kind of approach now for the last uh, three or four years or so with some companies. And um, you know that the systems approach is successful when, when the operators come back to you and say, hey, you know what, we'd like to, we'd like to measure our progress separately so that we can see how we're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, when, when the pull is coming from people, when the supervisors are part of that and they understand. Um, and so it's not a matter of top management driving it or mm -hmm. middle management driving it or the people buying in, per se. Because people will buy it. People want to be successful. I mean, that's yeah. back to Deming's, you know, early concepts. Yeah. And I believe it's true. People want to go to work. They want to be successful. They want to do things that are going to contribute mm -hmm. overall. They just don't always see what those things are. And so we need to we need to create a system that allows folks to see that. Yeah. And the measurements need to be timely and relevant and rather than punitive in nature, they need to be, you know, more inspiring in nature. Yeah.
you know, to, to offer challenge and things to people. So that's you know that's difficult. That that ties into Toyota culture. That ties into the the um, no blame, no fault culture mm-hmm. that Toyota has to develop. Because if you have blaming in that culture and you're just pointing fingers, then no one will succeed. And in San Antonio, and they're they're all in it together. You know, they're all all 21 of those suppliers and the Toyota guys count on each other. Yeah, you know, they're dependent on each other and. One supplier can't point his finger at another supplier and say, well, those guys aren't, they're not doing the right thing because they're all affected by it. Yeah. So, you know, Toyota then has to promote this idea of, you know, supporting mutual support, mutual respect, mutual trust to go back there and, and, you know, work together to try to resolve problems. Yeah. And those could be big challenges if um, a company's not used to those ideas being part of uh, their culture. It's huge. And I think where leadership really does play a role, where top leadership plays a role, is to um, communicate things you know, consistently and often, to, to define the message and, and to communicate that. I don't think they have to be down there you know, beating people to make the process work. But I think yeah. they need to communicate over and over again. You know, guys, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. You know, we're committed to continuous improvement for the long term. Um, and that does not mean that people don't stumble along the way. You know, sometimes right. management makes bad decisions. Sometimes people don't do what they're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. That's all normal but in terms of the overall process I'm looking forward and um, you know management I, I had a guy stop me the other day and he works with a company he works with a sister company the one I'm working with and he says well you know I've been kind of standing on the sidelines to wait and see because they're pretty famous about starting something and then nine months later mm. you know mm-hmm. heading off a different direction so yeah. I've been kind of waiting to see how it's going to go now he's been waiting for three years he said well now now I can see maybe that it's actually going to going to stay. Yeah, and um, that's where a lot of folks sit. They sit in that you know I'll wait and see how this is going to work category, and then uh, at some point finally jump in. So it's it's a big challenge, Mark. As, yeah. as you well know, uh, you're out there dealing with it every day, and and those folks who are out there, you know, dealing with it every day, it, it, um, I kind of feel bad with all the effort and the work that people are putting into it and really would like to see a higher degree of success. Um, you know, in the USA Today, they quoted a Blaine survey that said only one in five managers was uh, pleased with their lean results. And it was actually 19%. Yeah. So that's, you know, that's disappointing with the amount of, of effort and uh, things that people are putting into the process that the success rate or the satisfaction level is that low. Yeah. Well, I hope the uh, the new books go well for uh, for you and, and Jeff, and you know, hopefully those will you know, um, continue having an impact and helping, yeah. helping get people down the right path to making sure Lean can be successful. Yeah. And we, you know, we uh, really appreciate uh, and value the feedback from folks in the field who are we're trying to make a go of this and, and uh, you know, in terms of how we can share information to make it easier. So I uh, appreciate your review and your candidness there and, and 
Yeah, the, this book, unfortunately, there's a question in talent book, you know, um, is it is it too much detail for some folks? I and mean, Jeff was kind of concerned about the audience, and I said, well, you know, maybe it is, maybe it isn't, but this is this is the kind of detail that mm-hmm. we need to try to get into so that people can really understand what's going on. And um, so, yeah, because you're right, Toyota Talent's definitely uh, a different level of detail than the uh, the, the Toyota Way. Um, I think mm-hmm. I, I mentioned to you before I saw it um, for sale in an airport bookstore, and mm-hmm. you know, I thought, well, uh, it's it's, it's yeah, I don't know what the the right analogy would be. It's almost like you know, uh, forcing a kid to eat their vegetables. You know, this right. this is important. It might not be as tempting as a big bowl of ice cream, but uh, you know, this is good stuff. <laughs> well, yeah, I think I think the Toyota way, you know, when Leica wrote it, I think it does a really good job of explaining the philosophies and concepts of Toyota, and and uh, it's a you know pretty easy read. And the talent's going to dig into more detail and more specifics, and you know, people may want to glance over that a little bit. Um, so I think your suggestion was was appropriate. You know, there's sections of the book talk about organizational development that might be more pertinent to the upper level leaders, and then for the practitioners, the doers out there, there's um, that they can get into. Yeah. So you know, we try get information to a broader a broader audience, and um, I think me personally, I'm I'm kind of like a key points guy. the The whole idea of the key points really resonated with me. Right. It's the how to part, and that's what I really get into. Is you know how do you do this specifically? Give me give me some detail. Give me the the mm-hmm. full scoop, you know, so that I can understand it. So that part of it is certainly coming from me. I have a tendency to to do that, and so. Apologize to those folks who who want to look at the other stuff. There's some of that in there too, but I think the detail part is to really understand what is Toyota doing. Um, if you find too much detail in the talent book, you must know that it probably only went about halfway. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. Well, probably I, realize there's a lot more detail that we could have put in there and and didn't just yeah. because. Of that problem. Yeah, no, it's okay. Don't don't apologize for that. Um, now you mentioned getting feedback. Um, wanted to have you um, mention the website that you have set up for the the Toyota Way series of books. What was that website again? Sure, it's uh, org. And I assume uh, that there are some ways through that site that they can interact with you and. Yeah, sure. If people mm-hmm. want to. Uh, send an email. There's a way to, to contact there. Um, there's some downloads of some of the forms that are available in the book, um, and uh, you know, just we don't have a lot of a lot of information there. But certainly, if somebody wants to contact or something, we can you know, try to stay in touch. We we would like to in the future um, update it with uh, more information or things to, to mm-hmm. kind of help people. And uh, I, th- I think it's actually thetoyotaway.org. Okay. But it's .org, not .com. So. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll make sure the, the proper link is uh, is there. I appreciate in the, that. <laughs> the, uh, the, the post for uh, the, the podcast, if you want to come to uh, leanpodcast.org and click on the link for this podcast episode, uh, we'll, we'll make sure that that's um, tied in there properly. So um, 
And the other thought I was going to give is that, you know, again, if, if people have questions or feedback um, on this podcast, um, my website's got information of, you know, how you can um, contact me yeah. and we can, we can try to um, pass follow up questions to David either for yeah. um, maybe answering on the blog or in a, a future podcast episode. Yeah, if, if I could just say one thing to Mark about questions, you know, I, I really don't mind uh, trying to answer questions to folks. But sometimes the questions are, are more difficult than they might appear. Mm-hmm. You know, for example, I get this question fairly often and say, well, how, how would we calculate tack time in this situation where we're running this, you know, this, this, and this product? And, and uh, you know, that I, I couldn't really even answer the question correctly mm-hmm. because I, I don't understand enough about the actual situation sure and so it's you know in those cases it's not that i wouldn't want to answer the question for somebody it's a matter of this is one of the things people don't understand is is that you've got to really look at the total situation and think about Mm -hmm. it Mm -hmm. before you can understand how to most effectively you know establish something like tack rate or level schedule or that sort of thing it takes takes a fair amount of analysis to to make that determination in some situations and so um the only thing i can say is that the questions sometimes appear simple enough but they're really uh, there's more to it than that yeah okay so don't don't come looking for easy answers anybody right well (laughs) yes yeah and be careful what you ask for maybe too (laughs) okay but uh anyway appreciate your uh work there and and everything and um we'll try to try to stay connected okay and uh yeah likewise appreciate your writing and and you know continued efforts to help spread the uh the, the toyota way so it's always a pleasure to talk to you okay mark thank you yeah thanks for joining us thanks for listening this has been the lean blog podcast for lean news and commentary updated daily visit www.leanblog.org If you have any questions or comments about this podcast, email mark at leanpodcast at gmail.com.